Throws to the end zone. Oh, what a catch! Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama! Watch out for Mr. Robinson. This kid is going to be special and is already flashing. This is Chasing the Natty, a college football fantasy podcast. Alrighty, welcome in everybody. We are here with another episode of Chasing the Natty, a college a college fantasy football show. I was reminded on Twitter the other day that it is not a college football fantasy, it is a college fantasy football. Um, so I'll be making sure to change that in the future. Welcome in everybody. Uh, we're glad to be back with you. Uh, so what we're going to be doing today is we will be continuing our analysis of the first mock draft that was done by industry experts but first before we even get into that xavier welcome back to the show how you doing today man we're good we're good ready to get this uh analysis done uh ready to see the teams in full completion so pretty excited yeah so uh just a reminder for everybody if you didn't catch the last episode this was a in- this was a mock draft done by some industry experts that you can all find on twitter they're uh, links and everything will be down in the description. Um, I'll just run through them real quick. It's a uh, Yonker CFB, uh, Chris K, um, Mike Bainbridge, Andrew Katz, John Laub, the Green Iron Scholar, uh, CFF Insiders, CFF Guys, uh, Eric Froton from CF Froton, CFB Winning Edge, Devi Warehouse, CFF Champs, and Nate Marchese from CFF Nate. Uh, those are participants today. We'll be going through each of their teams. Uh, last time we went through each round by round, and now we're going to look at these teams as a whole. So, um, yeah, right before we get into that, just remember, like, subscribe, all that good jazz. You guys know what to do. Um, share us on Twitter. Share us wherever you can find. If you have friends that maybe not even are into college football fantasy, but just like fantasy in general, just bring them into the fold. So, yeah, with all that, let's, let's get started with this. So, all right. There we go. So the first team that we'll be now analyzing here, I'll be doing the same thing I did last time where I just read everything out for our audio listeners as well as give Xavier some time to kind of look through the team and react to it. So first thing we have here is Yonker CFB. His two quarterbacks that he drafted to be a starting quarterbacks are Malik Willis of Liberty and Casey Thompson of Texas. His two starting running backs are Isaiah Spiller of Texas A&M and Cameron Peoples of Appalachian State. His wide receiving core for his starters are Chris Olave from Ohio State, Justin Hall from Ball State, and Joshua Downs from UNC. His starting tight end is Trey McBride from Colorado State. And his two flex positions are Tyler Goodson, running back from Iowa State, or excuse me, Tyler Goodson, running back from Iowa, and Bryant Kobach, running back from Toledo. On his bench, he has quarterbacks. Tanner Mordecai from SMU and Dario Mack from Old Dominion. He also has running back Bentavious Thompson of UCF and three wide receivers in Sam Pinckney from Georgia State, Braylon Sanders from Ole Miss, and Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. So Xavier, what are your thoughts? What are your initial reactions? Uh, man, uh, I like the team a lot, especially the two starting running backs, Isaiah Spiller and Cameron Peoples will definitely be a great duo for him. Very consistent week by week. Uh, wide receiver, I think he got a good pick in Chris Olave. Uh, let's see, let's see what else. Uh, 
let's for his bench, Braylon Sanders and Tanner Mordecai are the two that stand out for me the most. Okay. Tanner Mordecai, we saw him at Oklahoma back up Spencer Rattler and other quarterbacks uh, previous years before Rattler. But I think with a new start at SMU and if he ends up getting that starting job, I think that would be a really good pick for that program considering their offense. And Braylon Sanders, somebody's going to have to stand out at Ole Miss, and I think Braylon Sanders is the next man up. I would agree with you. Um, there's a lot There's a lot of wide receivers out of Ole Miss to choose from. You got Dontario Germond, you got Jonathan Mingo, and now you got Jacor Pearson coming in, who a lot of people are kind of pointing to as maybe that next guy up. But I agree with you. I think Braylon Sanders is that next guy. Uh, he seemed to show some consistency at wide receiver for uh, Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin when Elijah Moore was not playing in the latter half of the season last year. So, yeah, I think that's a great late pickup. Um, looking at my notes here, uh, I think the only thing I'm not loving here is Trey McBride out of Colorado State. And I th- I still think it's a great tight end pick. But just where he got him, he got him at – he he. this is the second tight end taken overall. And I personally just don't have him even nearly that high. I think there was a lot better tight end options still available. But clearly Yonker CFB felt different than, differently than me. Um, yeah, I'd say probably the best value I saw here was getting Bryant Kobach at running back 40 and i have him rated in the top 24 so considering that brian Kobach is a flex running back here i think he's got a very strong running back room here just even like continuing on to the flex even if cameron peoples we all know appalachian state sometimes they like to switch back and forth between running backs i think tyler goodson and brian Kobach can easily be switched up into that top spot i like this team a lot so yeah. like what what's your kind of feel like if you were to give this like a grade what would you kind of give it uh i feel like a solid b solid b um i would say i'd say i'm I'm kind of with you b b plus is what i'm kind of feeling with this if i if i were to if i if this was a team i would have drafted i would have felt pretty confident coming out of it yeah, if this is a team I was facing, I'd be legitimately, you know, kind of worried about the outcome of the week. Yeah, it's very fair. That's actually a great way to look at it. So we'll move on to the next team now, and this is at Realist Chris K. So Chris K, he, his two starting quarterbacks are Grayson McCall out of Coastal Carolina and Keaton Slovis out of USC. His two starting running backs are Brees Hall out of Iowa State and running back Zazavian Valaday out of Wyoming. His wide receiver core is Jalen Robinson of UCF, Ja'Kiri Roberson out of Wake Forest, and Javon Haley out of Coastal Carolina. Tight end, he got Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. His two flex positions are Cam Porter out of Northwestern and Traylon Smith running back out of Arkansas. And on his bench, he has Spencer Sanders out of Oklahoma State, running back Britton Brown out of UCLA, running back Travion Henderson out of Ohio State, and for his wide receivers on his bench, he has Eric Azukanma out of Texas Tech. He has Milton Wright out of Purdue and Kyle Phillips at, out of UCLA. Xavier, what are your initial thoughts here? What a wide receiver core this man has. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Jalen Robinson, UCF, uh, definitely should be primed to take over for Marlon Williams at uh, since Marlon Lewis is going on to the draft to uh, be that number one wide receiver for Dylan Gabriel. Ja'Curry uh, Robertson for Wake Forest, great number one receiver at Wake Forest. Javon Healy of Coastal Carolina definitely gets a lot of targets and receptions there. Uh, 
Eric Ezukama from Texas Tech. I like the kid a lot from watching mm-hmm. him um, during those games this uh, this past season. I think he's going to have a great year. And uh, I will say Jalen Watermeyer is a great tight end pick. I know uh, Yonkers in the previous round, he picked up the Colorado State guy, but I like Jalen Watermeyer a lot, especially for that offense, what Jimbo Fish has done with that program and revamping it. I think that's a great value pick. Uh, the two quarterbacks, uh, obviously, it seems like he probably didn't get like a high pick, uh, use a high pick for his two quarterbacks, but he got two great value ones, I will say. And Spencer Saunders mm-hmm. for his bench. He was one of the teams that did not choose a quarterback in the first four rounds. He got Grayson McCall in the fifth round and Keaton Slovis in the seventh. Yeah, two so, great picks. Yeah, I would say for, I would say for the value that those picks were at, I would say he got some good picks there. I like it again in my notes here. I have written down. I love the starting lineup he has here. The only thing I probably wouldn't don't love as much is Cam Porter out of Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's that's kind of the only one I would pick, but also he has Eric Ezukama there on the bench that can easily take over there at the starting lineup. And then I'm not super in love with his bench because again, it unlike Yonkers, where I thought Yonkers, if you had somebody just underperform, you had some solid options on your bench here. I'm not in love with a lot of these bench guys he has here. Now again, bench guys not quite as valuable in terms of your draft. Like you're not looking to you're not looking for them to be productive day one you're kind of looking for them to kind of maybe uh just kind of break out as the season goes on so i'm not going to knock him too hard here uh trevion henderson yeah go ahead say the same thing with especially with that trevion henderson pick yeah i think trevion henderson one but i think further along in the season he'll definitely you know get more reps yeah, again, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that's a very fun pick. I believe that was his last pick overall, and I think it's just a fun one to kind of just have sit on your bench. And if he breaks out, ooh, boy, you, you now have the starting running back for Ohio State, and that's a scary, scary thing. And you got him in the 16th round. So, but yeah, Britton Brown, again, I think he'll be fun, but I think Zach Charbonnet is going to be taking carries from him. Uh, Milton Wright, that might be a more interesting one because there was – uh, news out of Purdue recently that David Bell is going to be missing a bunch of spring practice. So if he is kind of losing some reps to some of these younger guys like Milton Wright and everything, that could that pick could provide some uh, value in the future. So what what's your grade overall for this? I would you say? Oh, man, it's a strong starting lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. My initial one, I w- I'd give this a B plus. B plus, Just okay. Based off of the the strength of the starting lineup. All right. Even uh, with, this, uh, with the Brees Hall pick was probably his first uh first or second overall pick. Well, his first overall pick, but yeah. Yeah, he gets a lot of points for making the correct decision there. Um, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you a little bit. I'm gonna give it just a solid B. Yeah. I would have liked a stronger bench, but I think overall he did a pretty good job. So let's move on to the third team we have here, and this is Mike Bainbridge's team. And for his two starting quarterbacks, he got C.J. Shroud out of Ohio State and Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA. For his running backs, he has B. John Robinson out of Texas and Letty Brown out of West Virginia. His wide receiver core includes Calvin Austin out of Memphis, Travell Harris out of Washington State, and Elijah Canyon out of Auburn. His tight end was Greg Dolchich, 
out of UCLA. And his two flex uh, players are Ty Chandler, running back out of UNC, as well as Lou Nichols, out of, a running back out of Central Michigan. And on his bench, he has quarterback Shavon Cordero out of Hawaii, quarterback Emory Jones out of Florida, running back Jaquavius Marks out of Mississippi State, wide receiver Jaron Pierce out of Middle Tennessee State University, wide receiver Javon Baker out of Alabama, and tight end Brant Keith out of Utah. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I, I will say I am a little bit underwhelmed by this one. I'm not going to okay. lie. Uh, I like, um, let me take this one, uh, CJ Stroud and DTR. DTR is very uh, fancy gold mine for those mm-hmm. that Pac-12. You can do as much as you want there on offense. <laughs> we already know about their defense out there, but um, CJ Stroud, is uh, expected to be the starting running uh, quarterback at Ohio State. So any quarterback that's expected to start at Ohio State, I expect some production. P- B. John Robinson, we saw what he did towards the tail end of the year for Texas. Letty Brown is a solid pick as well. Calvin Austin, great wide receiver. Definitely will get you a lot of points. Uh, Elijah Canyon out of Auburn. That's probably where I'm kind of like, looking at the rest of this and I'm just like, ah, man, I feel like you probably could have got better value at wide receiver somewhere else. And then at looking at his bench, as much as, as much as I want to hope for Emory Jones, like he probably will be the starter, but I don't know how well he's going to do. And um, Javon Baker, well, we, we know what Alabama does with wide receivers as well. So maybe he'll emerge as to be the next like great, you know, wide receiver, great trio of wide receivers, but you still have a few guys coming back like John Mechie and mm-hmm. Slade Bolden, and Javon Baker is also in that group as well, but we'll just have to see which one emerges and probably will be most likely be John Mechie. Yeah, I, I agree definitely with most of what you said there. Um, again, quarterback room, running back room, both extremely strong on this team. I like, like Bijan Robinson and Letty Brown having that one-two punch right there I think is going to be lethal for him all year long but I also agree with you heavily that this wide receiver just core starting and bench I'm just not I'm not in love with any of this Calvin Austin of course like that's that's just like that's a great pick and I in fact I think he got let me see where did he get Calvin Austin at he got Calvin Austin at the wide receiver six and I have Calvin Austin in my top three so I think he got good value on Calvin Austin. Um, Travell Harris, I think, is perfectly fine. But again, one, it, after that, it kind of falls off. Elijah Kenyatta, Auburn. I'm, not, I'm really not sold on the Auburn offense outside of Tank's big, Tank Bigsby like, at all. I'll just need to see it to believe it. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't give that one too much. I wouldn't give that one too much hate. If it weren't for the fact when I look at his wide receiving bench, you have Jaron Pierce and MTSU, in which I'm like, okay, like fine. But Javon Baker, I, I again, I'm down for it being a, a, a shoot your shot kind of play, but also I feel like he should have found somebody with a bit more stability. That's the word I've been looking for all podcasts is stability. Should have found somebody with a bit more stability because I feel like this wide receiver core is very unstable. Greg Dolchich, especially pairing him up with DTR, I think is a great kind of way to double up on some of those points. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the big ones here um, out of this. 
Yeah, I agree with you. The biggest reach out of this out of this team, I think, was Elijah Canyon easily. And then I think the best value pick was actually Jaquavius Marks there on the bench. Because especially again, this is a PPR league and Jaquavius Marks had a ton of receptions last year, so I was very surprised he fell this far. And I don't even have him ranked this low for a regular, like a, a standard league rather than a PPR league. If it was a PPR league, I've had I'd have him even higher. So yeah. I'm loving what I see here. Anything else you want to add here? No. So what would you give this uh team overall then? Overall, I'd give it a C plus. I'm with you. C plus. So we'll go ahead and move on here. So we're going to Andrew Katz's team. And his two quarterbacks are Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky and JT Daniels out of Georgia. His two running backs are Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota and Calvin Turner out of Hawaii. His wide receiver core includes Reggie Roberson out of SMU, George Pickens out of Georgia, and Jordan Addison out of Pittsburgh. His tight end is Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. And his two flex running backs are Max Borgie out of Washington State and George Holani out of Boise State. And on his bench, he has Sean Clifford from Penn State, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., running back out of Alabama, Khalil Pimpleton, wide receiver out of Central Michigan, Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State, Gunnar Romney, wide receiver out of BYU, and Julio Billingsley, tight end out of Alabama. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? I like this team a lot. It, it feels really balanced. Uh, I will say the only, I guess, red red flag on this team that I see so far, well, I guess the biggest one I see is the Bailey Zappi pick from Western Kentucky. But um, overall, I like the JT pick. I feel like it's a safe pick for where the program is moving. Mohamed Ibrahim, that's a top three running back to choose from. Calvin Turner is also a good pick. Reggie Robeson coming back from injury. It's, uh, it, it brings some concern, but for what he did this past season at SMU, and if he can come back fully healthy, oh, my gosh, he may have gotten the steal. George Pickens, great pick. Jordan Addison, number one at Pitt. Isaiah Likely, great tight end. Max Borgie, great uh, flex. Uh, mm-hmm. Even with his bench, Brian Robinson out of Alabama, great, great safe pick. Xavier Hutcherson, great, another great tight end out of uh, Iowa State. Oh, uh, that's Remember a wide receiver. Oh, yeah, a wide, wide receiver. receiver. You're thinking of Charlie Collaire. Yeah. Xavier Hutcherson, great one. Gunnar Romney, great, great uh, receiver this past year with BYU. And Jaleel Billingsley, it's just, you know – you do your research. If you like the guy, if you're high on him, I understand taking them. So, oh yeah, yeah. So my my big one here is circling that first uh, quarterback taken there, like you said, Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky. I'm just not sold on. Again, I know that air raid systems are fantasy gold mines, and I understand wanting to get a piece of that as soon as you can. However, this is a system that I'm going to need to see work first. Before I'm willing to take Bailey Zapp in, let's see, what, where did he take him? He took him in the fifth round, which to me, I, I think that's a huge reach. Like if we're, if we're hearing good things out of camp, like into the fall season and everything, like I would understand, but even still, wait a couple rounds. And it doesn't help that he then didn't take another quarterback until the 14th round. So he sacrificed big time on quarterbacks here. Uh, to pick one up late and I know you're I know 
you're high on JT Daniels. I want to be high on JT Daniels. Trust me as a bulldog. But in a fantasy perspective, I'm not quite there yet because of his up and down capabilities in terms of Georgia gets a good running game going. You're going to see JT Daniels not quite get as high points. We saw that in the South Carolina game last year, but obviously he has he has very high ceiling, like the Missouri game, like the Mississippi State game, Cincinnati game, all that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you though. I like the running backs, I like the wide receivers, but I think he. You said in the last podcast that you can get quarterbacks late here, good values at quarterbacks late. I think he waited too late in this one, and I think it, it's going to. I think it's going to come back to bite him a little bit. However, because of that, I think he has very strong running backs and wide receiver rooms. Yeah. I will mention with JT Daniels, I think these past two to three years, I think more college coaches have like noticed the trend of, you know, you have to have a more balanced offense. And while Georgia is known for being running back university, RBU, um, I think Kirby this season and Monken, the offensive coordinator of Georgia, will start to spread the ball out more to where – even if we are having good run games, I don't I'll, – I'll make the claim now. I don't think JT Daniels will have a game where he gets under 200 yards. Okay. Which, wow. Bold. All right. I like it. I think based on, like, as long as everything, like, pans out the way it's supposed to, where he continues on from last year and the way that our system is looking – or moving towards, I don't see a Georgia, like, you know, where there's going to be a game where, you know, Four Georgia running backs get close to 100 yards, and the quarterback is under 100, which gotcha. is fine for winning the game. But I think the way it's moving, I think JT will easily should average over 200 yards a game. All right, um, I'll, I'll I'll let you have that. Uh, so with all that said, what what do you kind of give this team? I give this team a a B minus. I'm gonna give it a C plus because I'm I'm just really not loving the quarterbacks and quarterbacks is one thing that you do have to get right if you're going to have a successful college football fantasy season and yeah but again Muhammad Ibrahim, Reggie Roberson, George Pickens, Isaiah Likely you got some really good picks there that could probably save you on that but I wouldn't be surprised if Katzier is looking to the waiver wire a couple weeks into this a couple weeks into the season for a new starting QB so uh, we'll just go ahead and move on to the next person. This is John Laub, the Gridiron Scholar. And for his quarterbacks, he has Sam Howell out of UNC and Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. His running backs are Kevin Harris out of South Carolina and Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. His wide receivers are David Bell out of Purdue, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, not Georgia. I don't know what I did there. Uh, wide receiver Keelan Stokes out of Tulsa. Tight end Sean Dykes out of Memphis. His flexes are Jerry and Ely out of Ole Miss and Destin Coates out of Georgia State, both running backs. And on his bench, he has Max Duggan, out of, a quarterback out of TCU. Reese White, running back out of Coastal Carolina. Kevin Mensa, running back out of UConn. Zachary Franklin, wide receiver out of UTSA. CJ Johnson, wide receiver out of East Carolina. And Will Mallory, tight end out of Miami. Xavier, I'm looking at your face. I can tell already. You're you're gonna like this team, I imagine. What are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, that starting lineup. Oh my, oh my. Who allowed this? How did they <laughs> allow this to happen? You want to hear the crazy thing? What? Is what's it, the crazy? Thing? So he is the only person to go wide receiver, wide receiver to start off. 
Oh my goodness. And he was still able to get all this. Man, there's this man got away with a robbery, Jared. Uh, up from top to bottom, from starting lineup from QB to the last flex, I like every single pick. There was not a mistake he probably made that I can just see. Now, with his bench, there are some, like, glaring. Uh, I feel like I don't have enough research, but Max Duggan is a good one. Uh, the rest of his guys, Reese White, Coastal Carolina, we'll see. Hmm. Um, Kevin Mensa, I'll go ahead and say, he, uh, I know for a fact that John is a UConn fan, and this was his last pick, so, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? But so, man, his starting lineup. Yeah, that's oh my that is scary. That is a scary starting lineup. The only pick I'm not, again, I'm not super in love with is Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. This and that's mostly because I'm still not sure how the carries are going to be broken down between him and Kennedy Brooks, and that's something I'm just backing off right now until I get more information in the spring and the fall. But even still, for right now, great lineup. Especially yeah. if you just take Jaron Ely, Destin Coates, put him in that running back slot, and then he takes Zakari Franklin off the bench. I think you still got a crazy, crazy starting lineup there. Uh, yeah. CJ Johnson on the bench, I don't love because I think he just took the wrong wide receiver out of East Carolina. Tyler Sneed's going to be back this year, and he was kind of popping off several games in the latter half of last season. Yeah. And I think you'll see him as a wide receiver one next year. And C.J. Johnson had a big dropping problem last year. So I personally would have rather have seen Tyler Sneed. If he took Tyler Sneed there, I'm not going to lie. This would be a near A-plus for me. Yeah. But I'm going to say an A, just a straight A. What are you thinking? I'm thinking A-minus. A-minus. All right. Where, where, where's the minus coming from? Just uh, uh, some of the bench picks? The bench. Just the bench. All right. Yeah. Not completely sold on the bench, but that starting lineup looks like it can compete with anybody. Now, I haven't seen all the teams yet, but this is by far the best one I've seen so far. All right. I'm just going to double check and make sure I don't miss anything on my notes. Um, just one little thing. This, that, that QB combination he got there at Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter, oh, that, is, that's, that is dangerous. That, that is crazy. And then Max Duggan just backing them. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Well, well done, John. If you're listening to this, well done. We're, oh, you got God. us both smiling on this one. So we'll go ahead and move on to the sixth team, and this is the CFF Insiders. And so their starting QBs are Matt Corral out of Ole Miss and DJ Uyangalele out of Clemson. Their starting running backs are Austin Jones out of Stanford and Greg Bell out of San Diego State. Their wide receivers are Brennan Presley out of Oklahoma State, Corey Rooker out of Arkansas State, and Dante Wright out of Colorado State. His starting tight end is Charlie Collaire out of Iowa State, and his two flexes are Tyler Brady out of Missouri and Frank Gore Jr. out of Southern Miss. On his bench, he has quarterback Caleb Ellaby out of Western Michigan and Haynes King, quarterback out of ten- Texas A&M. He has Terrian Stewart, running back out of Bowling Green, and he has a trio of wide receivers to finish up his bench in Isaiah Hamilton, out of San Jose State, Victor Tucker out of Charlotte, and Justin Shorter out of Florida. Xavier, what are the thoughts here? Um, I like it. I don't hate it. Um, it's a pretty average team. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I see. Uh, I think they did well with the quarterbacks, Matt Corral um, and DJ. That's gonna be a great duo to have. Um, 
Remember last podcast we discussed about Corey Record at Arkansas State, and you have the feeling that maybe he's not the uh, go-to receiver or next number one? I just haven't seen enough yet to say that he will be that next Jonathan Adams, yeah. especially with Dahu Green coming back from injury as well. I haven't seen that quite yet. I'll let, yeah. you, I'll let you finish, but I do have several yeah, thoughts on this. He had that really big game, that one game where he had a <gasps> Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> He had like 200 yards plus or whatever. 300, four touchdowns. 300 yards, four touchdowns. It was an amazing game. Definitely the talent is there. It's just, as you said, we haven't seen enough. That one game is great to see and all and have high hopes for next season. But things can definitely pan out a different way. Brennan Presley at Oklahoma State is a great pick as well. Uh, Charlie Kolar uh, from Iowa State is going to be good. Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore Jr., I like a lot out of Southern Mississippi. Son of Frank Gore, uh, uh, plays for the New York Jets at the moment. Uh, usually uh, the sons of uh, football players don't always pan out, but and for him to be at Southern Mississippi and having a, uh, he had a great season last year, I expect better, uh, better things. His mm-hmm. bench, I don't mind. Victor Tucker is a great pick out of Charlotte, just from shorter of Florida. Haynes uh, King, we'll see how the freshman does. Or freshman He's does. a sophomore. Sophomore out of Texas A&M. We'll see how he does uh, with that offense because they have a lot returning. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty average team to me. So I'm going to be a little bit meaner on this team than you are. Uh, we already talked about last podcast that I don't think that – I think the combination of Brennan Presley and Corey Rucker to start your wide receiving room I think is a huge, huge risk and not one that I would be willing to take like at all. I would have much rather have seen him. Let's see who was still available when he took. All right. So he took Brandon Presley. George Pickens was still available. Justin Hall was still available. Zay Flowers was still available. Javon Haley was still available. There were a lot of just good. There there were, there were a lot of good value wide receivers still available up there and i think that you're just looking at a huge risk to start off your wide receiving room and he never makes up for it to me in the rest of the draft dante wright i think's a good wide receiver out of colorado state but he got him at the correct value as a as like a third wide receiver on your team not somebody you're looking to lead the team but i still think his third wide receiver taken might be his best wide receiver on this team and to me that's a little bit of a that's a scary thing if, if i was looking at this as my team uh, Charlie Kolar, of course, great tight end there. Can't really go wrong there. Running back room, I think, is fine. Um, like you said earlier, I think he did the best job at quarterback. Matt Corral, DJ Oyungalele, that's a great starting combination there. Caleb Elby, one of those Mac, uh, one of those Mac quarterbacks that I love to rave about. And then Haynes King, a great little, um, he's a great uh, sleeper, I think. And then Terry and Stewart, I think, is actually probably the best value he got here um, as a bench running back. And I actually have him as a starting running back this upcoming year. So uh, other than that, do you have any more thoughts before we give our grades out? No. So that wide receiver room is really hurting. And because it's a PPR league, I'm going to be a little bit harsher. I'm going to be giving this a C. This team is C. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I'll, I'll give it a C as well. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on to the seventh team. I believe this is the seventh team. It is the seventh team. This is the CFF guys. And for their two starting 
quarterbacks. We have Derek King out of Miami and quarterback Will Rogers out of Mississippi State. His two starting running backs are Kevin Marks out of Buffalo and Jalen Berger out of Wisconsin. His wide receivers are Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, and Jaden Wally out of Mississippi State. His tight end is Eric Gilbert, which we don't know where he's going, but at the time, uh, this was Eric Gilbert was at Florida, so keep that in mind with the value of that pick. And his two flex uh, options here are two running backs in Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati and Rashad White out of Arizona State. On his bench, he has Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State, Hudson Card, quarterback out of Texas. We have Mark Anthony Richards, who's a running back at UCF. You have Johans Tyler, wide receiver out of Ball State. We have Gary Bryant Jr., wide receiver out of USC. And then you have wide receiver LV Buckley Shelton, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Xavier, what are your thoughts here? I really like this team. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I um, I think uh, for what he did, for what they did, this is mm-hmm. uh, quarterback room, De'Aaron King. Hopefully he comes back from injury. We've So far from reports, they said he'll be uh, back by the first game of next season. So we're uh, crossing our fingers on that. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, did, did you know, an all right job for Mississippi State this year. Um, definitely did not expect this, uh, the hype around him in the beginning of the season, but definitely showed promise. Uh, running back room, Kevin Marks out of Buffalo, replacing Jared Patterson. Uh, that type of production, that's that's a great value pick as well. Mm-hmm. And Wisconsin running backs, um, I don't know much about Mr. Berger, but Wisconsin- he was back. He was the running back two last year behind Groshek, who's off to the NFL draft, and then Nakia Watson, who is the running back three, has transferred out of Wisconsin. Yeah, so expect big production there. Now the wide receiver room, I like a lot. Uh, I like his starting wide receiver, Marvin Mims and. Jaden Wiley, and also Khalil, Shak- uh, Khalil Shakir. Three great wide receivers to have. And his flex, Jerome Ford, great running back out of Cincinnati. Definitely going to uh, pick up the production from Dokes. And Rashad White out of Arizona State. He picked up a lot of Arizona State guys, and the best guys to, to do at that, because if you look at his bench, Jaden Daniels, which I, I'm high on, I think he, uh, due to the COVID season, things kind of panned out differently, but Definitely expect improvement from him with a full season and a full spring and summer uh, practice. And LV, uh, the wide receiver out of Arizona State, great pick as well. Now, I will say the only thing I am confused about is taking Hudson Card, the quarterback out of Texas. That's, uh, everybody thinks it's Casey Thompson. If you believe it's Hudson Card. I, I, took, I looked into it a little bit because we were talking about this last time in the last show, taking Hudson Card. And there are some people that are believing – that Hudson Card could push Casey Thompson because he is a former five-star quarterback. But to me, it was it said a lot that Casey Thompson was kind of your guy to show up in the bowl game when you took Sam Ellinger out. Yeah. And so, and I imagine Steve Sarkeesian's going to, again, Steve Sarkeesian could make a different choice, but I don't think Casey Thompson has done anything to show that he shouldn't be the starting quarterback. So I kind of agree with you that it's a little weird to take him. But again, I talked to CFF guys afterwards, and they said they do believe that there's a possibility that Hudson Card could be the starting quarterback. And if they're right, wow, they got a, hell, they, they got a heck of a value here. Yeah. 
you mentioned the wide receiver room and how great it is. I have a different word, and that's broken. This is a broken wide receiver room. Khalil yeah. Shakir and Marvin Mims are both wide receiver ones in my book. Jaden Wally, while I don't have him probably as high as I should, I think he's a great pick as a wide receiver three. And then to back him up, you have Johans Tyler, who is another starting caliber wide receiver fantasy-wise, in my opinion. And then LV, Bunk- LV Bunkley Shelton, who I didn't hear about, la- I hadn't heard about before last week. I went and found some videos of him, and he looks good. So if he takes over that Nikhil Harry, that um, Frank Brandon Ayuk, Frank Darby role, like you're looking at another great wide receiver onto this bench. Gary Bryant Jr. I'm not completely sold on because I like um, Brew McCoy and um, Drake London better than him. So I don't think you should ever be taking a wide receiver three off of a team, but. You know, maybe he maybe he breaks out. Um, running back room again. You mentioned it; it's great. Uh, Kevin Marks, Jalen Berger—that's a great combo right there. And if either one of those doesn't work out for some reason, Jerome Ford and Rashad White can easily take over there. So, yeah, I like I like this draft a lot. There's a few picks here and there that I don't love, but I'm not going to knock it too much. I'm going to give this an A minus. What are you I'm, thinking? Uh, absolutely, A minus. All righty. Well done, CFF guys. All right, we'll move on to Eric Froton's draft, CF Froton. His starting two quarterbacks are Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma and Mikhail Cunningham out of Louisville. His running backs are Master Teague out of Ohio State and Jarek Broussard out of Colorado. His wide receivers are Drake London out of USC and uh, Justin Ross out of Clemson and Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. His tight end is Isaac Rex out of BYU. His flex uh, positions are two running or one running back. It's LJ, or excuse me, Lynn J. Dixon out of Clemson, and then wide receiver Renard Bell out of Washington State. On his bench, he has Phil Jerkovich out of Boston College, uh, Tyler Shuck, quarterback out of Texas Tech. Uh, for his running backs on his bench, he has three. He has Toa Tuau out of Nevada, Zamir White out of Georgia. Demontre Tuggle out of Ohio, and he has one wide receiver on his bench in Joshua Moore out of Texas. So Xavier, what are your thoughts? Uh, man, a lot of question marks around this team, but it's still a solid team overall. Uh, Spencer Rattler, def- a great QB, definitely a fantasy first rounder. Uh, Mikhail Cunningham out of Louisville. Um, not the greatest quarterback, but in terms of fantasy-wise, he uses his legs a lot. His arm is not too shabby, so he'll definitely mm. get you there. Master Teague out of Ohio State. I know me and Jared uh, discussed this, but uh, from what we're hearing about Travion Henderson, um, I don't know how that backfield is going to look like. I feel like starting the season, Master Teague will definitely get the, uh, the starting nod. But if everything we're hearing about Travion Henderson pans out, we might be seeing a different Ohio State backfield. Um, Drake London, great pick out of USC. Justin Ross, coming back from a neck injury at Clemson. Uh, there's talks of him moving to, I believe, the slot position. Yes. According to Dabo Sweeney. So we'll see how that uh, pans out. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, great receiver. One that made the probably catch of the year uh, with the one hand down the sideline. Great catch. Mm-hmm. 
Isaiah Rex with a great uh, tight end at BYU. Uh, depending on who the quarterback is for BYU this upcoming season, still think there's good production there. Lynn J. Dixon is a great running back. Now his bench, I think he got a lot of good value at running back on his bench with Samir White and Demontre Tuggle. Yeah, you, you already know who I, who I want to rave about. I'll let you talk about a lot more about Tuggle, but Zamir White is a consistent just the consistent you like Zamir White will show you like you know week one or two what he'll uh, bring and he'll do that consistently for about like eight weeks straight there may mm-hmm. be some games where he breaks out and does a lot more than you expected him to but pretty consistent back definitely could easily slide into your starting lineup role if uh, you're one of your guys is on a bye or if you feel like he's just taking that next leap to make it in that starting lineup but overall pretty solid team I personally love this draft. Um, I like the combination of Spencer Rattler and Mikhail Cunningham there. And like even any little bit of question marks that might come with Mikhail Cunningham, him losing two of his best wide receivers last year and his top running back, which are legitimate concerns, I think it easily be made up for in the fact that Phil Jerkovich and Tyler Shuck were great late-round late, late round QB values that Eric Froton got here. So I think you can easily make up for that there. Master Teague, Jarek Broussard, great starting running back room. I love the wide receiver room. And I, I again, probably my favorite part about this draft is just the value he got late. Again, Phil Jerkovich, Tyler Shuck, that's just great. Let's see, where did, where did he get those? He got Phil Jerkovich in the 13th and Tyler Shuck in the 16th. Uh, Toa Tuau, he got, he got him in the 10th round. Zamir White, he got in the 12th round. Uh, Demontre Tuggle, he got in the 5th. 15th round and Joshua Moore he got in the 14th round like he got to be some incredible value in these late rounds I've I ranted a rave about Demontre Tuggle last last year or in the last podcast and I'll do it again a little bit here because again this guy's this guy's gonna be a top 12 running back if the way he was going last year is anywhere close to what he does this year he is going to be Easily one of the best fantasy running backs out there, I think. And again, because he got up here in the 15th round, that is crazy to me. Joshua Moore, again, could be a great value of wide receiver here, especially if he does become that wide receiver number one at Texas. So I personally, again, ah, this one's hard for me. I'm, I'm stuck between an A- minus and an A, Xavier. Where are you putting me at? I personally, I'm giving it a B plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm giving it a B plus. I'm still not sh- sold on, you know, Tyler Shuck at Texas Tech. Yeah, great, great kid out of Oregon. Great QB. We'll see what he does at Texas Tech with that style of offense. Phil Jerkovich, definitely solid quarterback, but still a few question marks. And Justin Ross coming back from injury and Master Teague, just a little bit question, but. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking like either A minus or B plus, but my heart was telling me B plus. All righty. Well, I'll go A, and then when we average our grades out, it makes it an A minus. Yeah. Does that sound fair? I think yeah. that sounds fair. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next team here, and that is CFB Winning Edges team. His two starting quarterbacks are Dustin Crum out of Kent State and Brock Purdy out of Iowa State. His running backs are Jameer Gibbs out of Georgia Tech and Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky. His wide receivers are Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada and Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, as well as Anaya Smith out of Texas A&M. His tight end was Cole Turner out of Nevada. His flex, um, his flex players, one was a running back, Zach Wilson, or excuse me, 
Zach Evans out of TCU, and wide receiver Deshaun Polk out of Kent State. On his bench, he has three quarterbacks in Jeff Sims out of Georgia Tech, quarterback Jarek Garantano out of Washington State, quarterback Levi Lewis out of UL Lafayette. He has one running back on his bench in Kennedy Brooks out of Oklahoma, and two wide receivers, Bo Melton out of Rutgers and Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Xavier, what are you thinking here? I, I, see, I see the look on your face. You're not impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really don't like this draft at all. Um, I, I guess the only uh, the diamond in the rough out of all of this is Anaya Smith and Garrett Wilson are two good picks. Cole Turner out of Nevada, the tight end. Everything else, um, Dustin Crum is a great quarterback in the MAC. Well, that, that's a good pick there as well. But everything else, I'm just, I'm just not feeling. Zach Evans as your starting flex with TCU in their running back room. I don't know. That 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 room is confusing to me. He was a former five star, came in there. I guess you could hope for the best in the future. Um Jamar Gibbs out of Georgia Tech is a is a serviceable running back. I expect to get better, but I don't know where he got him, but I he got like Jameer Gibbs in the second round. The Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I can't agree with that one. So, Chris Rodriguez. Yeah, Chris the, the Rodriguez. Only, I was going to say, the only value I can see with Jameer Gibbs is that he's a receiving back, and this is a PPR league. Okay. But, man, second round. I, if this is your second pick, I feel like you could have got a lot better value. I'll tell you who was still on the board at that point. Let's see. He was the ninth, or he was the ninth um, running back taken. Still on the board was Master Teague, Isaiah Spiller, Letty Brown, Austin Jones, Ulysses Bentley. I can see your face. You're you're wondering what happened here. Yeah. Chris Rodriguez is another great back at Kentucky. Yes. Now, let me get to the bench. Three quarterbacks. Jeff Sims is probably the best one out of the three, if I'm being clear. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's that's not great. It's not great. Garrett Hanamo, he's coming from Tennessee. This man is just not good at all, at, just at all. Going to Washington State, I guess a new change of scenery would you know, do him best. And he has an arm, so hopefully he'll do better. Levi Lewis is not a bad pick. It's just Louisiana Lafayette. They are losing uh, Trey Ragas and Elijah Mitchell. So Levi Lewis does use his legs a few times, but not the greatest like fantasy quarterback in terms of if you're expecting him. He has to... a high floor, in my opinion. Like you, yeah. like you're probably not going to get below fourteen to fifteen points on Levi Lewis, but I don't think you're going to get above like twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. So and Kennedy Brooks, that's it's it's a good pick with him and Eric Gray. We'll see how that pans out, but still a good pick. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so. Not... I'm not feeling this one. I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll share all of my thoughts on this. So He took Dustin Crum in the first round, which I think is a brilliant move. Dustin Crum is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not one of the, it, it, and definitely one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the country. This man's crazy. I love him. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, I thought was a good running back pick. And his wide receiver room, I like a lot. Romeo Dobbs, Garrett Wilson. Deshaun Polk, I would have liked to have seen a little, like, Anaya Smith, 
I think was taken just a little too early. And like I love Anaya Smith, but he to me fits better at a flex position on your roster rather than like a starting wide receiver. Uh, let's see other thoughts. Cole Turner, I think it's great. Like that's my that's my tight end one right there. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on that. Um, so I'll tell you where I think he went wrong. So he took Dustin Crum in the first round. When do you think was the second time he picked a run, uh, quarterback? Oh, man. Probably like eighth or ninth round. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Oh, God. He, his last four picks were all quarterbacks. He took Brock Purdy, Jeff Sims, Jaron Garantano, and Levi Lewis. You want to talk about just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks? I think that was the strategy there at the end. And I think it really sacrificed some depth that running back that he could have used and some depth that wide receiver that he could have used. I don't know. I'm again, I'm with you. I'm not super impressed by this draft. I'm gonna I'm between a C minus and a D plus, I'll be honest. I'm being really mean on this one. You're going D? I'm going D. I'm going D plus. Yeah, I'm not I am I'm not loving this draft. I Dustin Crum is basically the big Dustin Crum, Romeo Dobbs, Garrett Wilson, Cole Turner, those are the big saviors to me. And I don't mind him putting Deshaun Polk in there with Dustin Crum because, again, you want to get those double points that you, where you can. But, I'm, again, I'm not sold on this draft at all. If I, if I came out of the draft with this, I'd be worried. So, we'll guess we'll go ahead and move on to the next roster. And that is Debbie Warehouse's team. And this, on their team, they have quarterback Brennan Armstrong out of Virginia, quarterback Carson Strong out of Nevada. He's going for the strong QBs, apparently. Uh, running back Sincere McCormick out of UTSA and Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame. Wide receiver Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Wide receiver Brew McCoy out of USC. Wide receiver Jarrah Stearns excuse me, out of Western Kentucky. Tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. In his flex positions, he has Deuce Vaughn running back out of Kansas State and Jacor Pearson, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And on his bench, he has K.J. Jefferson, quarterback out of Arkansas. Running back Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Running back Chase Brown out of Illinois. Running back Xander Horvath out of Purdue. Wide receiver Andrew Parchment out of Florida State. And wide receiver slash running back Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? It's it's not it's not a bad draft. It's de- uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh you know out of the, all that we've seen, I I definitely have it up there in like maybe top five ish. We've seen like what eight or nine now. Um, I'd say we're on. Let's see, uh, we've seen ten now. Ten. So I definitely it's definitely a top five one. You got two two good quarterbacks. Tasir McCormick and Kyron Williams are your starting running backs. I like a lot. Mm, uh, I agree. Jalen Tolbert, definitely a great pick right there. Um, Michael Meyer, great tight end, and Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. Jacor Pearson, great pick right there as well. KJ Jefferson, that's an interesting pick, and I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. It's very interesting because it, it seems like he is poised to be the starting quarterback for Arkansas next of uh, this upcoming season. And for what we saw last season, he wasn't terrible, and he definitely showed promise. So with the spring under his belt, Definitely think we could see some uh, new things. Kenneth Walker, trash battle, Wake Forest, touchdown machine, got a lot of goal line uh, touchdowns. If they could do the same thing at Michigan State, that's a great pick there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, everything else, 
that I guess that was up to whoever uh, the drafter was. But all in all, yeah, it's not it's not bad. Oh, I'm gonna be a lot meaner about this than you are. Oh man, I'm gonna be a lot meaner. So I like Brandon Armstrong and Carson Strong. That's a great QB combo there. I'm actually a little worried with KJ Jefferson being your only backup on this team. I again, now granted, again he's a backup, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk at too many points there. Again, since you're McCormick, Kyron Williams, that's a strong starting running back duo right there, and I love it to death, especially Deuce Vaughn down there at Flex. You got three strong running backs there. I'm not high on Kenneth Walker because I need to see how they're breaking up carries at Michigan State because they also had Harold Joyner, a transfer from Auburn, a former four-star, coming in there as well. So I don't know how they're going to be splitting carries there. And so I'm not quite sold on that. But again, he got it as a bench player, so I'm not taking off too many points here. But also Chase Brown, Xander Horvath, I'm not sold as backup running backs. I don't even think they're really going to be that fantasy relevant. I would have rather have seen some other... Some other running backs that weren't taken at this point, like Jalen Mitchell from Louisville was never drafted. You could have gotten him here. So Roderick Thompson out of Texas Tech, I think would have been a much better, much safer backup running back pick here. And heck, he's almost he's a starting running back in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Noah Kane, if, even if you wanted to go for somebody who's like, shoot for the stars, Noah Kane out of Penn State, I think is going to be a guy that you would want to take a look at. So again quarterback and running back kind of the same story for me where it's like strong strong starting starting room weak backups oh my god this wide receiver room i do not like this wide receiver room at all i love Jalen tolbert and that's where it stops well not even jacor pearson so i like jacor pearson but again he was taken too early though he's you take you took him as a flex i would have i would have liked him as a backup wide receiver I would have liked him as somebody like you could have held onto your bench. Now, granted, I think you could easily switch Wandale Robinson and Jacor Pearson. You could kind of fix that there because I think Wandale Robinson will be a somebody that Kentucky will be using this year. Um, but Brew McCoy, I like him not as a starting wide receiver. I'm not a huge fan of taking wide receiver twos unless it's proven they can be that wide that basically one A one B kind of role, and I don't think Bert McCoy's done that yet because last year is Drake London and Amon Ron St. Brown. Um, so I'm not a fan of taking him there. You got another Western Kentucky player. I'm not a huge fan of taking them quite yet. I need to see that happen. Um, Andrew Parchman, I think, is going to be a fine receiver out of Florida State, but I'm not sold on him being somebody that you're going to want on your fantasy roster week to week. I'm not a big fan of this wide receiver room at all. Um... Trying to think anything else I want to talk about here. Yeah, I, the other thing here, the, which is this overall team, I went and compared where he got each of these players compared to where I have them ranked on my ranking. The only player he took past where I would have taken him is Michael Meyer, the tight end of Notre Dame. And I, he took him at where I would have taken him. I have Michael Meyer ranked at the tight end 10. He took Michael Meyer at the tight end 10. Everybody else he took well before I would have taken them. So I don't think he got a ton of great value almost out of almost any of these picks. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to be harsh on this, dude. I'm not a big fan of this draft at all. If I was looking at this afterwards, I would be worried. So I'm going to give it a C-. minus. Mm. Yeah, I know, harsh, but it, it's just how I'm feeling, man. Yeah, I think, well, we'll see a few more people, a few more teams. But so far... 
I don't think it's that bad to where I'd give it like in terms of the draft, yeah, maybe like you said, we're taking players maybe a little bit too early than expected. But for the end result, I'd give it a B minus. Okay, some serious difference of opinion on that one. That's fun. That's fun. We 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 like yeah, difference of opinion around here. It definitely, this one can change things if there are uh, other teams out there that just blow away my expectations. So far, only maybe two, maybe three teams have done that. If we'll go back. Have- we're, when we get finished with these last two, we're going to go back through each one. We're going to declare a winner of the draft. Oh, yeah. I have we're going to declare a winner. You have yeah. one in mind? I have one in mind. So, all righty. So, we'll go on these last two. We have CFF champs here. His starting quarterbacks are Preston Hutchinson out of Eastern Michigan and Miles Brennan out of LSU. His running backs are Tank Bigsby out of Auburn and Ulysses Bentley out of SMU. His wide receivers are Kayshawn Butte out of LSU and... Uh, you have Jalen Cropper out of Fresno State and Jair Shorter out of North Texas. You have tight end Grant Calcaterra out of SMU. His flex positions are Dwayne McBride, running back out of UAB, and wide receiver Tyrese Ritchie out of Northern Illinois. And on his bench, you have quarterback Jake Heiner, or Hainer out of Fresno State. I'll be honest, I need to look up uh, how to pronounce that. Uh, quarterback Adrian Martinez out of Nebraska. I see, I see you shaking your head over there. Running back Kimani Vidal, running back out of Troy. Running back TJ Pledger out of Utah. Wide receiver Mike Harley out of Miami. And wide receiver Keyshawn Carter out of Houston. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Hmm. Man. I'm getting the same... I'm having the same reaction I had for the past draft where I, I like it. I don't hate it. But it's not, it's not, you know, jumping at me as like, you know, the greatest mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. I think Miles Brennan. We'll see uh, who ends up taking that job. Uh, I know a lot of people are really high on Miles Brennan. I know you think that Miles Brennan is going to start week one, but you're the I, only person I know that thinks Max Johnson's going to take over that starting job. I I think Miles Brennan will start week one, and maybe for but Max Johnson for what he did during that Florida game, I think. Ed Ogeron has to take that in consideration. And what happens at spring, there may be new reports that Max Johnson just beats up Brennan. You know, and I'll give Tank, you all the credit when you're right. Yeah. Tank, Ulysses uh, is good. Ulysses, maybe not as a starter, but depending on... Uh, if I, I remember correctly, what was that? I was going to ask uh, where they got uh, Ulysses at. So Ulysses, they got in the third round. The third round? Oh, yes. Man. Okay. And also, if I remember correctly, I'm going to look it up real quick. I think, I think Ulysses was averaging almost 18 points a game last year, which to me is pretty, pretty good. I don't know. I did get burned by him a couple of times. So here, let me just look that up real quick. Uh, Ulysses Benley, 18.07 points per game last year. Okay. That's not, that's not bad. I, I just remember uh, he was splitting uh, carries at one point. Or did he get injured and then he lost? Uh, TJ uh, McDaniel and him were splitting carries at the beginning. TJ McDaniel was injured the same game that Reggie Roberson was injured, and Ulysses Bentley took off from there. Okay, okay. So, so not a bad pick there. Um, I like the Dwayne McBride pick a lot. I, as a former Spencer Brown owner, and watching you know a, a normal person that doesn't watch UAB and watching Spencer Brown, I was like, wow, it's great. He's getting me touchdowns, and then seeing his backup like do similar things and you're just like 
Oh not, my not just God. similar, dude. Like Dwayne Fry was getting nine point six yards per carry, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Where I was like, I I was concerned for a little bit, but I was like, look, Spencer Brown has seniority over this. He has priority. They're definitely gonna use him more than Dwayne McBride. Mm-hmm. But Dwayne McBride is gonna have a breakout season next year, and I don't think it's like it's not even a it's not even a secret anymore. The secret's out on Dwayne McBride. That man is gonna be good. Uh, taking a look at this wide receiver room. Keyshawn Bouffe, I think it's the next uh, going to be that next LSU wide receiver to uh, make that leap. Um, great receiver. Uh, let's see. Oh, North Texas, uh, Jair Shorter. I guess with um, oh man, his name eludes me. The former North Texas wide receiver that uh, oh Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden. Somebody's going to have to. Uh, replace his production so if Jared Shorter can do somewhat close or similar to that that's I was I was confused by this pick when I first saw it because I went and looked back last year this guy had only seven receptions last year and I was like what's going on here like why why do we assume that this is going to be the next guy uh so I was looking at I think his name's Deontay Simpson I was like this gotta be the next guy up right Jair Shorter as a freshman the year before was on pace with Jalen Darden he just got injured his sophomore year and that's why I only had seven receptions. So I understand this pick a whole lot more now than I did when I first saw it a week ago. Yeah. Now onto this bench, uh, where I was Jared was making fun of me for shaking my head. Adrian Martinez. A lot can be said about Adrian Martinez. The hype has been built for years upon years. It's like the same old hype with Michigan and Harbaugh, where I don't know why his name just carries so much weight, but it shouldn't. It just shouldn't. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't I touch him, but he, he CFF champs did pick him up with the, their very last pick. Their so it's not, like me and, pick. It, it's not like me in the last two years where I was looking to draft him as a possible starting what, QB. Like he clearly picked this guy up as like, maybe this is the year kind of deal. Yeah. So I'm not going to hate on that too much. I'll let you finish. Um. TJ Fledger out of Utah, transferred from uh, Oklahoma, I think it's a great pick. Mike Carley from Miami is going to be a great pick as well. Mm-hmm. So, pretty good draft. Yeah, I like this draft a lot. Um, the thing that kind of stands out to me is that this guy did grabbing a late QB correct. He grabbed Preston Hutchinson in the sixth round and then got Miles Brennan in the eighth. So, I think that's two great QBs you got late there. You already touched on the fact that his running back room, take Bigsby, Ulysses Bentley. That's a great combo right there, I think. Especially Dwayne McBride. Again, like, for some reason, one of those top two isn't working out. I think Dwayne McBride can easily pick up where uh, they're kind of slacking. Keishon Butte, Jalen, Cropp, Jalen Cropper. I think that's a great top two wide receiver combo. Jair Shorter, I'm a little hesitant on. Again, because we haven't seen it. However, Mike Harley... Getting him on the bench, I think that's a very safe pick. If Jair Shore is not working out for whatever reason, Mike Carley is a safe floor wide receiver. Keyshawn Carter at at Houston uh, in that offense right there, I think he can be great. So I think any semblance of uncertainty you can see in the starting lineup can easily be brought up by who you have on the bench here. So I think he did a good job there. Um, tight end Grant Calcaterra. I don't love it, but you know what? I think it's I think it's perfectly fine. Um, trying to think anything else here. 
yeah, again, I think you got Mike Harley at a great value. Um, I have Mike Harley as a um, wide receiver three, and you got him as a, almost a wide receiver five. So I think you got great value there. So overall, I'd say this, this draft, I'd give a B plus. So what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking a B. B? All right. I think, that's, I think that's perfectly fair. So we'll move on to our last uh, contestant, who is CFF Nate. Or Nate Marchese goes by CFF Nate on Twitter. And so his two starting quarterbacks are Dylan Gabriel out of UCF, Bryce Young out of Alabama, running back Ronnie Rivers out of Fresno State, Tyler Algier running back out of BYU, wide receiver John Mechie third out of Alabama, Wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Wide receiver Ty Freifogel out of Indiana. Tight end Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. Uh, his two flex positions are running back Tion Dollard out of Akron. Wide receiver Chris Ottman-Bell out of Minnesota. And on his bench, he has two QBs, Cornelius Brown out of Georgia State and Grant Gunnell out of Memphis. He has three running backs, Chris Smith out of UL Lafayette. Ladarius Jefferson out of Western Michigan, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, and wide re- and he has one wide receiver on his bench in Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? I like it. Uh, I I like this draft. Um, Dylan Gabriel, touchdown machine, great fantasy QB. Bryce Young uh, expected to be the starting quarterback for Alabama this upcoming year, so definitely will have to uh, live up to his name and put up points. Ronnie Rivers and Tyler Algier, two great running backs. John Mechie, Zay Flowers, and Ty Fry Fogle. Great receiver room. Strong receiver room. Uh, Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. Not a bad tight end. Um, where did he take them during that tight end run? In the I forgot what round that was. Um, he did not, actually. He took Josh Wiley. He took the, Josh Wiley the latest out of everybody. He took Josh Wiley in the 14th round. Okay. Not a bad pick for the 14th round. Oh, not at all. Um, a Macflix from uh, Akron. Don't know much about him, but from what I hear about the Mac, I guess that's a. It seems like a good pick. Uh, Minnesota. Depending on who their quarterback is going to be, it could end up being uh, Autumn Bell. Could be a good receiver for him. Now, I will like to highlight his bench. To where at first, initially, I had mixed reactions but now looking at it upon like a little bit more i think he has a solid bench Cornelius brown at georgia state very serviceable quarterback uh definitely could slide in for one of your guys on a bye week where it could definitely end up starting one day if bryson doesn't pan out all the way grant gunnell of memphis somebody has to replace um brady white if it is grant gunnell he has a lot of weapons to use sean mm-hmm. Dutt, calvin austin um oh man i'm forgetting the other ty uh taj washington uh javon ivory as well uh, yeah so chris uh chris smith another great pick uh at a lafayette because elijah mitchell and trey ragas being gone so definitely have to pick up that production the rest uh got another mad guy to west uh western michigan yeah two mad guys two western michigan guys two guys from western michigan so and then uh, zach cabernet from ucla I think that's a safe pick is there as well. So not a bad draft. I like this one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this might be my favorite draft. Mm. Because and I I have a feeling you're thinking you're thinking John Labs, the Great Iron Scholar. You're thinking him for winning the draft. I'm gonna uh, nominate CFF Nate here. Because oh, with John Lab, there's a couple picks here and there that I was like, okay, I'm not sold on like CJ Johnson and everything. There's not a pick here I'm looking at, and I'm thinking that was a bad pick. I think Dylan Gabriel and Bryce Young is a great QB combo. Ronnie Rivers, Tyler Algier, another great running back combination. And even if that doesn't work out, Tion Dollard, I think, is a grand flex position player right there. And then Chris Smith and Ladarius Jefferson are honestly two starting caliber running backs, in my opinion, that he got as his RB4 and 5. And then Zach Charbonnet, I believe he picked him up as his last pick. He did. And I think that's a great value at that point. Um, and then your wide receiver room, you already mentioned it. Uh, John Mechie the third, Zay Flowers, Ty Frogvogel, Chris Altman-Bell, Sky Moore. I'm not going to call it broken like I did earlier for, I forget whose wide receiver room was, but this is, this is close in my opinion. It's pretty close. Like that's, that, that starting three is a great, great combo right there. And I think he did a great job getting, finding value where he could. Josh Wiley, we already said he got, this is the last tight end taken in the draft. And I think he got great value there. Um, yeah. Again, there's just not a pick here that I don't like every one of these pick. I'm like, yeah, if, if this was, if I was looking at this team, I would feel set. I would feel set. There's not somebody I'm like, oh, maybe a week one or two, I'm going to be having to drop this guy or anything. Every one of these guys, I would expect to pan out. So, yeah, I, I, I really do love this draft, so I'm going to give it an A. I'm with an A minus. A minus. All righty. So that's all the people. Oh, wow. That's everybody. And so we can go through now. And kind of, you can kind of look again, uh, refresh your memory and everything, and we'll just kind of take a one by one, see if we want to do or nominate them for the winner of the draft. So we'll go back to Yonker CFB here, just kind of looking through it. Is this somebody you'd want to keep as the winner, like or keep somebody in the um, competition? I'll write them down if you do. Yeah, I want to keep this one in the competition definitely. All right, so Yonkers CFB. All right. So now we got Chris, Chris K here. I like yes. this one a lot, but I, you want to keep it? I want to keep this one. All right, we'll keep Chris K in there. All right, Bainbridge here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling this one either. Sorry, 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 Mike. Uh, we got Andrew Katz here. Ah, no. One. Yeah, that, 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 that Bailey Zap pick to me is just too much. Yeah. Gridiron Scholar, I'm writing him down. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, I know for a fact we're keeping him in this conversation. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, CFF Insiders here. I'm going to say no. I just. I'm gonna that, say no, but I'm not. I, I will say this. I will put like the asterisk. It's like there were just so many other great teams, but your team is still. CFF I'll put I'll I'll put the asterisk in that if you had a better wide receiving room, this would be close to one of the best drafts. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, CFF guys here. Yes, absolutely. You want to, all right. I like the wide receiver room. I like his flex. Oh I'm right, tired. yeah. This is what I was talking about—the broken wide receiver room. Yeah, CFF guys did a great one on this one, and they had 
all these Arizona State guys. So I was like, yeah, great guys. All right, CF Roton. I'm going to nominate yes. CF Roton. You're going to nominate yes. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. So how many do we have in contention so far? Currently we have five. Five? Okay. All right, so I'm going to say no on this one. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that, that was CFB winning edge for our audio listeners. We just both said no. Uh, yeah. Debbie Warehouse, I'm going to say no here. They know here as well, but it's not a bad team. Yeah, it's not 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 out of hate. By none none of these are out of hate. Like these guys are all very smart. But yeah. uh, CFF champs. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes as well. All right, and CF Nate, I'm gonna say yes. Yes. All right, so we've narrowed it down to seven. <laughs> so, I, I think I think I have a top two in mind. I, all right, who are your top two in mind? We'll go ahead and narrow that down. I think CFF Nate, and then um, oh man, who's the one with Desmond Ritter and uh, Sam Howell? That would be Gridiron Scholar. And the Wolves is running back. Well, could you go back and see? I sure can. Give me one second. So there we go. Uh, yeah, Eric Gray and Kevin Harris. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's between him and Nate. So, uh, All right, my... you know what? They're, those are pretty much down between my final two. I would, if if I'm going to give an honorable mention for as a third place, I'd probably say CFF guys with that uh, broken, broken wide receiver room. Let's see what CFF guys had. Yeah, CFF guys had. Yeah, definitely an honorable um, mention. The Hudson Card pick, I'd say, it was his only bad pick. But other than that, that but that again, he he thinks that Hudson Card could be the starting QB at Texas, so I'm not going to take that away from him. So, um, between Gridiron Scholar and CFF Nate, so I'll go ahead and so I'll put Gridiron Scholar up on the screen. So, try to pick this apart. Like, like wh- where are your flaws? Like, this, this is what would be the tiebreakers here. Oh, man. Okay. CJ Johnson, but... I know we're. Uh, I think we're both in agreement. on Tyler Snead is definitely that number one. Mm-hmm. But if CJ, if uh, if at least more consistent. Scholar, yeah, if C, if Gridiron Scholar believes that CJ Johnson can be that one B or either overtake Tyler Snead as one one uh, A, mm-hmm. then I won't knock him for that. Because if he is, the, if if I look up uh, CJ Johnson's stats and he's somewhat close or you know looking to have a breakout season, I don't blame the pick. Will mm-hmm. Mallory is not a bad pick for Miami as well, too. So, especially as have, a backup tight end. Hmm? Especially as a backup tight end. Exactly. So, um, if I pick this apart, I'll be honest, I think the difference between the two of them, for me, is going to be the Kevin Mensa pick. And I hate to do that because I know that John is a huge fan of UConn. And you just want to, you know, maybe maybe pick a homer pick in there, somewhere, somewhere in there. But also... Just compared to the like, just the value Nate was getting later on and everything, I I'd have to say that that might be the difference for me. I don't know this. It's so top heavy with Gridiron Scholar though. Like, True. I feel like with Nate, it's just so well balanced to where it's everything he could fill in the holes wherever. Like, it just needs to be fit. Like, but filled. like again with CFF Nate, if we're looking at his roster. If I could just go back over. Quarterbacks are who? Quarterbacks are Dylan Gabriel and Bryce Young. Yeah. 
like Bryce Young, it's it's like we said, we're expecting Bryce Young to be, you know, great and to be this all like five star that we've heard of from mm-hmm. California, Alabama next tour or whatever they uh, expect him to be. But we haven't seen it. Okay, but seen- I'll counter that with this. And you're making a great point. Like you can't always just expect people to be great just because they're taking over the starting role at a good school. But say Bryce Young doesn't go go well. I, I see where you're going with this. Cornelius Brown and Grant Gannell, I think, are both solid options, especially Cornelius Brown, to take over that starting spot on your on your roster if Bryce Young, for some reason, is not panning out, which I can't see that happening on the Nick Saban team, but still, the point's still there. Now, we'll go over to Gridiron Scholar, who I'm not in love with the Eric Gray pick. And so who does he have to back him up? Well, he has Jerry and Ely and Destin Coates, which I think are great. But even still, if they're going up there, who's taking over that flex position? You got Reese White, Kevin Mensah, Zakari Franklin. I'm not as sold on that, if that makes any sense. I like Zakari Franklin. I like Reese White. But I'm going to make the argument that CFF's team is more future-proof than Gridiron Scholars, and that's why I'm going to say he's the winner of the draft. Mm. Let me look at uh, CFF's Nate team one more time. All right, all right, all right. We're going back. All right, here we go. Yeah. Man, strong team. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I just find the weak point. Yeah. And it's like... It's, it's really hard. I, I, I'm, I'm saying, man, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on this. I think CFF Nate is the winner of this draft. Uh, I should have like a little popper over here. It's like, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one, man. All righty. But again, like you could tell how hard this was for people listening. Like you could tell how hard, like we went silent there. We're like, we're on a podcast. We're not supposed to go silent, but like we were sitting there thinking about this. Like yeah. these are two close teams. And again, like CFF, Grand Island, those are the two we're debating at the end. But again, you saw that we had seven in contention after just like initial glances. And then I would also say that uh, CFF Froton, uh, Eric Froton's draft, I would say was worthy of discussion. I would say that, again, CFF guys I thought wasn't worthy in construction because of that broken wide receiver room. So, But it all comes down to the fact that we're going to declare that CFF Nate, Nate Marchese, you were the winner of the first overall draft in a very, very close competition. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I had fun with this. Um, and we, we kept in time. We're about an hour and 20 right now. So, Xavier, I appreciate you coming in and discussing all of this. Um, uh, yeah. So, everybody, thanks for watching. We uh, appreciate y'all tuning in, uh, listening on the podcast, watching us on YouTube. Uh, we're excited about some opportunities we got in the future that we can't really talk about quite yet, but uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. Uh, I was also invited for the second uh, mock draft that they are hosting. So I will be keeping you guys updated on that on Twitter, as well as providing you some 
uh, other content about what my thought process is as we're going through that draft. Uh, so yeah, make sure you. Picks. What is that? On the top two. Oh yeah, I guess I should probably say. So uh, a little sneak peek. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know this, but I did take um, Ronnie Rivers at the one thirteen. It's a thirteen man league, and then I took Marvin Mims on the turn at the two one. So that's how I'm starting off, and we'll see how it goes in the future. So I'll, I'll be providing you guys content on that in the future. Uh, other than that. Thank you guys for stopping in. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Xavier and I are on Twitter at I'm at CFF underscore Jared. He's at CFF underscore Xavier. I got his Twitter handle wrong for several, several weeks, and I am so sorry about that, Xavier. So okay. people, make sure you go follow him. We have a great time here. Comment, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Talk to us. We love discussing this stuff. With that, appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.